Will preached a powerful message last week about God having this opportunity to interrupt us anytime he wants to because that's why we call him Lord and Master. Today we're back in this session through 1 John. This will be session number seven in our series. And it began with the word of life, and I'm holding it up today. It is pictured on the screen. It all begins with the word of life. The second one was the message of light revealed inside the word of light. The truth about righteousness, the new old commandment, don't do it. And a couple of weeks ago, it was the Antichrist is coming. Now, today, in the context of last session, the Antichrist is coming. It's keep them safe. I'm going to admit that this last message a couple of weeks ago was heavy. When you start talking about the last hour and the Antichrist is coming, of course it's heavy. We spent the entire session covering two verses from 1 John about the Antichrist. I'm so happy that 1 John didn't end with those two verses. So let me put them together so we can start today afresh, continuing through John's letter we called 1 John. So I'm going to begin in 1 John 2.18. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches. But they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left the church, when they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But you're not like that. For the Holy One has given you His Spirit. And all of you know the truth. These people left our churches. And then John says, but you are not like that. John connects. Listen, there's important um, stepping off point today. The apostle John connects the spirit of Antichrist with the apostasy. He makes the connection. He says they left our churches. And he's saying that there's a, there's a spirit of Antichrist that has the power to take people away in this apostasy, this ability to fall away from that which you previously took possession of. They departed from the Word. And John says, but you are not like that. Many are going to become deceived by the spirit of Antichrist during the church age. Let's get that out. Many people during the church age, from the day of Pentecost until the trumpet sounds, they are going to be deceived by this spirit of Antichrist during the church age. But the Apostle John has this word. He says, but you're not like that. But there's some that will not be deceived. What's the difference between those who are deceived and can be drawn away into this apostasy, this falling away from the truth? And what's the difference between them and the group that he says, but you're not like that? What's the difference? 
There are some that left the truth because they did not belong with us, John says. But you're not like that. Why? And then John describes the reason for this letter. So here we go, verse 21. So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. There's a difference between being deceived and apostasy and being drawn away under the spirit of Antichrist, and there's a difference between that person and a person who knows the truth. John is not writing to those who have left the church because they rejected the word under the deceiving power of the Antichrist. No, he is writing to those who didn't leave. This letter is written to those who didn't leave. And why didn't they leave? Because the true church knows the difference between truth and lies. In fact, that is the earmark of the true church. A group of people, the body of Christ, who knows the difference between truth and lies. How does the true church know the difference? It's written, it's in there because the Holy One has given you His Spirit and you know the truth. How can you know that you're not deceived? How can you know? Because He has given you the Holy Spirit and you know the truth because the Holy Spirit has revealed the truth. And the reality is this, there are only two spirits. One is holy and one is unholy. One is truth and one is a liar. One is good and the other is evil. One is the spirit of Christ and one is the spirit of Antichrist. All that is good flows from God through Jesus Christ the Son. Anything in your life that has ever been good finds its origin in Him. But I've also got to tell you that all that is evil flows through Satan and his demonic assistance operating in the church age under what John calls the spirit of antichrist. The evil one versus the holy one. Have you ever thought of it that way? There's a spirit war raging in the heavenly realms. There is an evil one, singular, and a holy one, singular. Jesus himself re reveals this evil one, singular, when he prays to the Father before he goes to the cross. So let's go to the Gospel of John 17, 13. Jesus says, now I'm coming to you. So Jesus is knowing he, he's soon going to return to the Father. I'm coming to you, and I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with joy. Listen, church, I've given them your word. Don't, don't read over. This is foundational. He's talking to his Father in heaven, and he said, I've gave them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you, Jesus talking to his Father, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm asking you, Father, to keep them safe 
from the evil one. I, I want you to notice, I want you to keep them safe. Now, now, what do you think would keep them safe? I've given them your word and now they're hated. What got them in trouble with the world? The word that I gave them got them in trouble with the world because they don't belong to the world and now the world hates them because I gave them your word. So keep them safe from the evil one. Notice he says evil one, singular, one power. Verse 16, they do not belong to this world anymore than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Do you see it? A sense of authority. Make them holy. What would make you holy? Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word. Teach them your, he's praying to the Father. Protect them from the evil one. Teach them your truth. Teach them your word. Which is truth? Verse 18. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself. And I give myself. He's about to go to the cross. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy. How? What will make them holy? What will sanctify them? What will set them apart from the world? What will keep them safe from the spirit of Antichrist? Truth. Truth. Jesus says, I've given them, John and others, your word. Now, you have to understand something. When he's talking to the apostle John and those others, and when he's praying to the Father, and he says, I've given them your word. Well, do you think that's the New Testament? In that moment, there is no New Testament. It is in the hearts of the apostles it is going to be written down soon by the apostles. But when he gives, when he's doing this conversation, there's no New Testament, not yet. When he says your word, he's referring to the Old Testament that Jesus so often quoted. He so often used in his time against the adversary, the evil one. He quoted the Old Testament scriptures. He quoted the truth, the power of the word. And he is preparing in their minds, in their hearts, through the Holy Spirit, the New Testament that now you and I have a copy of. The Word is the truth that protects us from the liar. Keep them safe. I will say it again. What is it that would keep you from falling victim to the spirit of Antichrist that John says is causing people to leave the church? What is it? You know the truth. And if you know the truth, the liar doesn't have a lot of power when you already know the truth. The Word is the, the Word is the holy that saves from the unholy. There is an unholy spirit of Antichrist. And the Word is the holy that saves us from the power of the unholy. Notice verse 17 again. Make them holy. By your truth, make them holy. By your truth, teach them your word, which is truth. Now, how is the spirit of Antichrist getting people to leave the church in the time of John's letter? The same way the spirit of Antichrist is doing it today. They depart from this. They depart from the word. There's that word apostasy. It's found in the New American Standard Bible. 
lots of times that same word translates rebellion. To turn away from that which you once saw as authoritative. But now you rebel against the very thing that you once saw as authority. 1 John 2.20 But you are not like that. For the Holy One has given you His Spirit. And all of you know the truth. You're not like that. But there's two groups of people in John's discussion. There are those who are leaving the church under this powerful spirit of Antichrist. And then he's this other group. He says, but you're not like that because you know the truth. The truth is what separates people from the spirit of Antichrist's power to draw you away from this authoritative truth known as the Word of God. The Holy One is Jesus. And Jesus has given us His Spirit, and now we know the truth about the liar. You have the Old Testament, and you have the New Testament. You know the truth about the liar. People don't leave the church that preaches the word of truth unless they have fallen victim to the spirit of Antichrist. Are you listening? People don't leave the church that preaches the word of truth unless they fall victim to the spirit of Antichrist. It was happening in the time of John. Believers are called believers for a strange reason, because they believe. Believers are called believers because they believe the Word of God. They believe the Bible to be the Word of God. But that brings up a troubling point about falling away. Is it even possible to fall away after coming to the truth? I know. I'm not naive. I know this is a huge, divisive topic. But I cannot teach the first letter of the apostle John without talking about this issue. Why? Because John talks about it. And if John's going to talk about it and it's in the Bible, then I'm going to talk about it. The spirit of Antichrist is causing people to leave the church. You can't read that any other way. The spirit of Antichrist is causing people to leave the church. Do you see it? So let me read it again, 18 and 19. Dear children, the last hour is here. You've heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches. What's he connecting to the Antichrist spirit? What's he connecting? These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. And when they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. This is where the circular logic, that's what I call it. This is where the circular logic argument comes in. One side will say, well, they didn't really ever belong with us, and that's why they left. The other side says, yes, they were truly with us, but they were deceived by the spirit of Antichrist, and they left. I'm not going to dive any deeper into this issue, not today. I have in the past, but not today, except to say this. The result is this. They're gone. Ultimately, whichever side you want to fall down on this, this issue, here's the reality. They're gone. They're not with us. The spirit of Antichrist has drawn them out and separated them from the truth 
And now, whether they know it or not, they're following the liar. That is the spirit of Antichrist. They used to be here with us. I look back at the last 22 years in this church, and I can tell you there's a whole lot of people who used to be here with us, but now they're gone. And the spirit of Antichrist calls them to depart from the truth and follow after the liar. We could debate the issue of how all day long, and the result is the same. They're gone. They were once with us, but now they are gone. Apostasy in itself means falling away. They're gone. They believed the truth at one point, but now they believe the liar. And what do you think it means to be deceived? And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? You see, there's the danger with the deception. There's the danger with the darkness. There's the danger with the spirit of Antichrist is that you don't know that you're in the dark. You might even think you're in the brightest white light, but actually you're deep into the darkness. The spirit of Antichrist is powerful. And the truth is the only remedy. The spirit of Antichrist is powerful. And the truth is the only remedy. Because there are only two spirits. If you don't have the Holy One, the Holy Spirit, you have the unholy one by default. No one is neutral. Why do I make such a big deal about that point? Because John does. This is life and death. So when John says there's people in the church that used to be with us and now they've left uh, under the power and influence of the spirit of Antichrist, where do you think they've gone to? And where do you think they're going? This is life and death. Let me put it this way. Can you deny the word, the Bible, and accept Jesus? You'd be amazed how many people you could ask that in the church in America today, and they're going to struggle with answering the question. Can you deny the Bible and accept Jesus? Can you say, because I have people tell me this a lot, preacher, I believe in Jesus, but I reject the Bible because I believe that ultimately it was written by men. But I love Jesus. What do you think it means to reject the truth? What is the source of truth? Is there a single source of absolute truth? These are questions about life and death. They will determine your eternity. Do you know the answer? Because everybody's answering these questions one way or the other. We all answer these questions. So I believe what I hold in my hand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is the only physical source of absolute truth on the earth. But that's me. I can't do that for you. And you can't do that for me. You can't do it for somebody else. This is the very next verse in our series. Next verse, verse 22. And who is a liar? We're talking about the spirit of Antichrist. We're talking about people leaving the church. But you're not like that, right? So who is the liar? Anyone who denies the truth 
is a liar, right? And if this is truth, okay, are you with me? And who is the liar? And well, anybody who would deny the truth would be a liar, right? Is that pretty easy? And what if this is the only physical source of absolute truth on the earth? Would you bet your soul against that statement? Because a lot of people are doing it. And who's the liar? Anyone who denies the truth. Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. And if you deny the truth, who do you think you're denying? The source of truth. Verse 23, anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And how would you know any of this that I'm talking about today apart from this book called the Bible? How would you know any of this conversation? The only way to the Father is through the Son, and the only way to the Son is through the Spirit that reveals the Word. Are you with me? I'm going to say it again. The only way to the Father is through the Son. And the only way to the Son is through the Spirit that reveals the Word, which we know is the Bible. And how would you know either of those truths apart from the Bible? They are revealed by the Word of truth. So let me make this very clear. To deny the Word is to deny the Son, Jesus. Now, some, some of you are going to struggle with this, but hear me out. To deny the authority of the Word, the authority of Scripture, is equal to the denial of Christ Himself. Why? Come on, preacher, why would you say that? They are the same. Amen. They are the same. Jesus is the Word, and the Word is Jesus. They are the same. They are not different. They are the same person. In the Gospel of John, John says the Word became flesh. The Word became a human. The Word became a man. But I love Jesus. I believe Jesus, but I don't believe the Word. Then you have fallen victim to the deception of the spirit of Antichrist. 1 John 2.23. I'm going to read it again. Anyone who denies the Son. If you deny the Word, are you denying the Son? What could you possibly know about the Son apart from the Word? You're going to Google it? Where's the source? Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. This is a life and death, heaven and hell issue. This is urgent. Many are leaving the church today. The spirit of Antichrist is powerfully deceptive. People are walking away from the word of truth. They're walking away from the Bible. They're walking away from life itself. They are walking away from light, which is truth, and they're walking straight into the darkness under the spirit of Antichrist. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, 
How deep is that darkness? They are walking away from the light of truth and walking into the darkness of the spirit of Antichrist. And let's all be clear, that spirit of Antichrist operates under a single authority of a power called Satan, the devil. Why do I make such a big deal about that? Because it's happening to some of your children. And it's happening to some of your grandchildren. And some of you are so caught up in the world that you don't even notice that they're sliding into the darkness. Or even worse, they're sliding into the darkness in front of you and you take no steps whatsoever to redeem them. You take no steps whatsoever to turn on the light while they're sliding into the darkness. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. The darkness is swallowing this generation. Why? The darkness is swallowing this generation in the absence of the light. The Word. You can only stop the lie by what? Telling the truth. You can only stop the darkness by what? Turning on the light. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Is this urgent? Yes. It was urgent for the Apostle John, and he announced, do you remember? This is how you know that the last hour has come. That's the way it's going to be in the church age. If John was announcing the last hour then, and we surely are in the last seconds today. This is the very next verse in John's warning to the church, verse 24. So you must, in the, in the light of the Antichrist is coming, people leaving the church, there's darkness that's coming, and people are deceived. So, so what's the cure? So you must remain faithful. To what? What, what um, you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. This is it. So you must remain faithful to what you were taught from the beginning. If you do, if you do, you'll remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. I always like to do this. What keeps Terry Cooper in fellowship with the Son and the Father? You remain faithful to what you learned in the beginning. So this, this keeps me like this, with the Father and with the Son. I remain faithful to what I was taught in the beginning. I was taught the Holy Scriptures. Fellowship with the Word, the Bible, is fellowship with the Son. Fellowship with the Son is fellowship with the Father. But what if you don't? Let's be real. This entire chapter is about they're not. They were in the church, and now they're out of the church, and the spirit of Antichrist took them away from the church. Took them away from what? The Bible. The word of truth. But what if you don't? Remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. I'll be careful how I word this so that I won't draw anybody into specifics. There's a person in this church that shared with me um, some time ago that someone they are very close to uh, used to be a strong believer, used to believe the same thing that, that I do, that this is the, the only physical source of absolute truth. 
And this person has recently come under the spirit of Antichrist. And, and in fact, came to this man and said to them, I can't worship there anymore. Because, you know, I believe, and, and it was this issue of the LBGTQ movement and this abortion issue, those issues, the spirit of Antichrist has taken this person into, um, into the darkness. And because we talk about that stuff here, this person, which used to be here faithfully worshiping with us, now has departed and, and said to my friend, I can't go back there. What happened? What happened? Is this happening today? Is the same thing happening today that was happening in the time of John? What if you don't remain faithful to what you were taught from the beginning? You will fall away. You will fall away to the deceptive power of Antichrist. And you will fall into the darkness thinking that you are still in the light. You will be deceived. John gives this warning against... He gives this warning in his second letter to the church as well. Listen to his warning about the powerful, deceptive spirit of Antichrist, spirit of darkness. So let's go to 2 John 1 verse 7. I say this because many deceivers, and I want you to put in there demonic spirits, demonic spirits. I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. So when I say demonic spirits, if the spirit of antichrist comes into your life, then you are under the power and influence of a demonic spirit. You might think it's the Holy Spirit. Therein lies the deception's power. The light you think you have is actually darkness. I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus came in, the, in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Okay, stop. They deny that Jesus came in a real body. What would that look like? What, what, would, what would it look like to deny that Jesus came in a real body? Can I just give you one verse? And the Word became flesh. You deny it. And the Word, that, the, that Jesus came in a real body. That the Word became flesh. If the Word became flesh, then this is Him. And He's alive. Now, there was a time in the American church, you, you didn't have to go any further with that topic. Everybody just accepted it. But now the church is struggling. The church is struggling with the very foundation that the Word became flesh. Let me go back. I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body. Such a person who denies that the Word became flesh, that the Word, the, the Word became a man, 
and they became the same, the Word became flesh, such a person is a deceiver, and such a person is an antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose. Can you fall away? Well, they're leaving the churches, and that's the spirit of Antichrist. Be careful that you do not lose what you have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. And anyone who wanders away for something that you can't do, he sure talks about doing it a lot. And anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teachings of Christ, the Word became flesh has a relationship with both the Father and His Son. How would you even know about this teaching if you didn't read the Bible? Do you understand what it means, has no relationship with God? Whoever wanders away, whoever falls away from this teaching has no relationship with God. I want to make sure before we move on, you understand what that means. Do you know what that means? You are lost. You have no relationship with God. You are lost. John tells us that many deceivers have gone out into the world in these last hours leading up to the return of Christ. They are demonic spirits under Satan, the evil one. So let's look at that for a moment. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, the apostle Paul writes the church and says, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, so we're talking about the, the church age, some will turn away from the true faith. What's doing it? What causes you to turn away from this true faith? They will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits. There's the spirit of Antichrist. And teachings that come from demons. Do you know you're, they're demons when you do it? No. If you knew they were demons, you wouldn't do it. There's the deception. These people are hypocrites. These people are liars. And their consciences are dead. Now that's the scariest of all the descriptions, not the demons. People read the demons and go, oh, but here's the scary part, your conscience is dead. What do you think that means? There's no more conviction. This doesn't convict you. You can take this light and put it up next to their darkness and they go, huh. It doesn't convict. Their conscience is dead. Because they've rejected the truth and following after the liar. What and who are these many deceivers? And what is their deception? These many deceivers have gone out into the world. What and who are they and what is their deception? Second John 1, 7. Let me read it again. I say this because many deceivers have gone into the world. So what do they do that gets you? They deny that Jesus came in a real body. They deny that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we've seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. Such a person is a deceiver. Such a person is an antichrist. And maybe you're in the room today and you don't believe in deceivers and you sure don't believe in an antichrist. Then you don't believe in the word. And you just haven't put it all together yet. These deceivers deny that the word has become flesh and blood human. 
and you can't separate them. They are one. John declares in the very beginning of the Gospel of John that the Word and Jesus, the Word became flesh. And when they became the same, you cannot separate them without coming against the truth of God himself. John 1, 1. The gospel, John, not 1 John. In the beginning, the Word. Who is it? It's a capital W in the translation. In the beginning, in Genesis, what do you have? The Word. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, Jesus. God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. And here comes again. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish this great light. There's a verse. I think it was about three sessions ago from 1 John. And I just couldn't get it out of my head that whole week. The darkness is disappearing, but the true light is already beginning to shine. That's why the darkness will never be able to overcome this light. If you go on down in John, the Gospel of John, to verse 14, it says this. Here's the summary. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. And then he says, the Word became human. So I want you to do this. And listen, the Word became human. <laughs> do you get it? I, I love Jesus, but no, no, no. Then He's got you. You have no idea that in that very moment that you reject this, you have rejected Him. And the spirit of Antichrist is drawing you into the darkness. The Word became human and made His home on planet Earth among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we've seen His glory, right? Do, do, have you encountered the glory of the Word of God? You've seen His glory. The Father's one and only Son. The spirit of Antichrist will deceive by denying that Jesus Christ came to the earth in a real human body. The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh and blood human. The Word is alive. It's alive. It's not letters on a page. It's alive. There is nothing else you can read. Nothing else you can put into the portals of your soul, your eyes, your ears. Nothing else you can put inside of you that will transform your heart from the inside out. Nothing else except this. It's alive. It's alive. With all that, with all that, I want to read to you again the words of Jesus to his Father in heaven before he goes to the cross. Jesus in this scene is about to give himself, give himself, give himself to the world. He's giving the word to the world. When he gives himself, he's giving the word to the world. John 17, 13. Now I'm coming to you. 
I told, you, I told them many things while I was with them in this world, and they were filled, so they'd be filled with joy. I have given them your word. Listen, I want you to read that differently now. I have given them me. They're the same. I gave them me. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you. And then here it comes. Jesus looks at the Father and says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'll do that later. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I'm asking you to keep them safe from the evil one. How? Keep them safe. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. I'm asking you, Father, to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy. So they can be made holy. So they can be made holy. So they can be made holy. How? By the truth. By the word. By Jesus. They're the same. This is the only way to the Father. It's the only way to the Father. He is the way, He's the truth, He's the life. The Apostle John warns us about the deceptive spirit of Antichrist in the last days. He warns us about the apostasy when people depart from the word of life, the word of truth. Let me put it together and close out this section of 1 John. Listen to this urgent warning and the comforting promises to those who hold on to the word of truth. So let's go down to verse 24. So you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. That's the word. If you do, you'll remain in fellowship with the Son, and you'll remain in fellowship with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He promised us. Somebody say hallelujah. In this fellowship with the Son, fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the Word, we enjoy eternal life He has promised us. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. You don't need an outside authority, right? For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as He has taught you Remain in fellowship with Christ. And I want to insert something. Remain in fellowship with the Word. Remain in fellowship with the Word. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of truth. And how would you know that today, apart from the Word, today we call 1 John. The Word became flesh and blood human, living, breathing Word of God. I want you to think of the Bible as this, the living, breathing Word of God. It's alive. Kind of gives you a different feeling when you sit it next to your bed at night. It's alive. It's the person of Christ. The Word became flesh. So I've got an interesting closing today. Interesting to me anyway. Jesus tells a story about this unholy spirit of Satan that controls demonic powers on earth in the last hours of the last days. 
As I read this spirit realm story of Jesus, I want you to do something. I want to ask yourself if anyone can be neutral regarding Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the word of truth. Can anybody be neutral? Luke eleven twenty three. Jesus says, anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And when, and here comes his story. And when an evil spirit, let's just say the spirit of Antichrist. And when an evil spirit leaves a person. So what would happen when light approaches the darkness of the human heart? They can't live together in there, right? So when the light comes, the darkness has got to go. It's got to scoot out. Stay with me. And when the evil spirit leaves a person, so some light has come. That evil spirit's not leaving on his own. So light has come. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert because it needs a host. The evil spirit needs a host, needs a body. It goes into the desert searching for rest, but when it finds no rest, it says, I will return to the person I came from. I know there was light that came into that, my darkness, and I had to leave. But if I go back, maybe the light's not there anymore. So it, the evil spirit that left the person, returns and finds that its former home has been swept and in order. Okay? It's, it's empty. The house that the evil spirit of darkness lived into, that the light made it depart from, is now empty. It is devoid of anything. It's empty. Can you be neutral? Can you remain neutral? Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself. Uh-oh. One was bad, seven's worse. And they all, all enter the person and live there. So that person is worse off than before. Jesus says, anyone who isn't with me, Christ in me, is actually living and working under the power and authority of the spirit of Antichrist. John says, they left the church. They're not with us anymore. No one is neutral. There is a spirit that possesses you right now. And when I say possesses, everybody thinks of some silly horror movie. But there is a spirit that possesses you right now. And when I say possess, I mean he owns you. You belong to him. There is a spirit that possesses you, owns you. You belong to that spirit. And if you say, well, I don't believe that, well, he still owns you. You belong to God or you belong to the spirit of Antichrist. You belong to some spirit. You do not belong to yourself. You and I have one chance. Listen, we have one chance to resist the powerful unholy spirit. And that is to be filled with the power of Christ. That's it. If you are filled with the word of truth, you are filled with the spirit of Jesus. They are the same. That's why there's so much power 
in reading this. Because when this goes into me, Jesus goes into me. And it's hard for the darkness to come into me when the light has filled me. Numerous times in the scripture, Jesus cast out unholy demonic spirits of Satan, right? Time and time and time, Jesus is going to town, then he cast out unholy spirits, demonic spirits. Never once was Satan able to cast out Jesus. Never once could he do it. Some people today are worried about being deceived about the mark of the beast. I can't tell you how many people during COVID, during this vaccine, during all this madness, the world's gone. And many people say, I'm worried about being deceived about getting the mark of the beast during the tri that comes during the tribulation. I got some good news. Actually, two pieces of good news. First, I believe the church will be taken before the Antichrist is revealed before he even offers a mark of the beast. Secondly, and even more importantly, if the Holy Spirit of Jesus is in you, there will be no chance for you to be deceived by the unholy spirit of the Antichrist. Do you understand? But no one's neutral. If the Holy Spirit of Christ is in you, you will not be deceived by the unholy spirit of the Antichrist. The Word reveals the truth about the liar. But my warning is this, ready? You don't have to wait for the tribulation to be possessed by the unholy spirit of Antichrist. Many are possessed by the unholy spirit of Antichrist right now. And you know what's frightening? They don't know it. No one is neutral. Do you love the word? I love Jesus, but I don't really love the Bible. First red light. Warning. What? And the Word became flesh. What would protect you from this spirit of Antichrist? What protects you from the lie, the truth? Walking in the darkness. Many today, even in churches, listen, even in churches, there are many who are walking in darkness thinking they're in the light. And all of this truth was revealed to us today. How? All of this truth was revealed to us today by the Word of God. I'm just simply reading to you the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Eleven verses tucked inside a 2,000-year-old book. That's what these last two sessions have been, 11 verses tucked inside a 2,000-year-old book. I've preached two weeks on 11 verses. Do you believe the Word became flesh and blood human? Do you believe the Bible is alive? One more time. I'm going to read the whole thing, and I'm going to close. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved they did not belong with us. But you're not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? 
Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ, anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. And anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either, but anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy eternal life. He promised us. I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach what is true, teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It's not a lie. So just as he taught you to remain in fellowship with Christ, and now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ, so that when he returns, oh boy, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. The Word of God. Blessed are you, O Lord, my God. Blessed be your name. For you have given us your Word and your Spirit to understand your Word that we might not fall victim to this unholy spirit of Antichrist in the last hours. Blessed be your name. I'm going to ask Chad to come out for the invitation. Jesus told that parable about a house that was swept clean. So light had approached the darkness, and the darkness always leaves when the light comes, right? But the light did not remain inside the house, and it was swept clean. It's empty. It's void. And that spirit, which needs a host, goes and grabs seven other spirits and comes back. And now it is worse off than in the beginning. What would happen if that happened to a nation, not a person? What if there was a nation that was founded upon the light, the Word of God, and over time it took that light, that truth, the Word of Jesus, and expelled it from the house, from the schools, from government, from all institutions, take out the law of God, the truth of God, the Word of God, everything, kick it out, kick it out, no prayers, out. It would come back seven times worse in the end than it was in the beginning. This is where we are now. Next week, I'm going to talk about that. Next week, I'm going to push pause on 1 John. And the Holy Spirit has so convicted me that I've just pushed everything aside. And I'm writing something that next week will deal with this issue. Where are we now? There's a time of urgency. So right now, no one is neutral. Either he is in you or he is not in you. And if he is not in you, you are the spirit of Antichrist. You are. You just don't know it. Father, may your Holy Spirit give us ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand. The invitation's open.